Welcome to the Shiv Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, December 29th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. On December 31st, 2016, the price of gold stood at $1,156. Today, it crossed the $1,300 mark. The yellow metal is on track to gain about 12% in 2017, its best year since 2010. Looking back over the news we published on the Shift Gold blog this year, I found seven things that kept coming up over and over again. These were some of the biggest drivers of gold in 2017. Some of these things pushed gold up, and some actually held it back. As we close out the year, I thought it would be interesting to look back over these seven factors and talk about how they impacted the gold market. So here we go in no particular order. First, geopolitical risk. Over the last year, we've talked a lot about geopolitical risk. The focus has primarily been on tensions between the U.S. and North Korea, but there have been plenty of other risk factors popping up around the world, including ongoing uncertainty about Brexit, the secession movement in Catalonia, war in the Middle East, terror attacks, tensions between the U.S. and Russia, various elections, a coup in Zimbabwe, and a lot more. On top of that, outside of the U.S., a lot of people think Americans should be looking at the geopolitical risk right here at home due to political divisions and uncertainty in Washington, D.C. Historically, geopolitical turmoil is good for the yellow metal. Investors buy gold as a hedge to protect themselves against such risk. Some analysts now believe geopolitical uncertainty may be the new normal. A second issue that's come up frequently this year is debt. The U.S. federal government is spending money like a drunken sailor. In November alone, the U.S. government reported a $139 billion deficit. Pause for just a moment and think about what that actually means. Last month, the government spent $139 billion more than the revenue it took in. In other words, it put $139 billion on a credit card in one month. The total national debt has eclipsed $21 trillion. The debt-to-GDP ratio is in the neighborhood of 105%. That's the highest level in history, except for a two-year spike at the end of World War II. The U.S. government isn't alone in this pool of red ink. U.S. household debt has surged this year, corporate debt continues to grow, and China has an even bigger debt problem than the United States. Analysts say Chinese debt could threaten global financial security. All of this debt has significant ramifications. Many analysts believe debt will be the trigger that kicks off the next economic crisis. D.C. politics was in the news a lot this year. The Trump era got off to a rough start with two failed attempts to repeal and replace Obamacare, and the administration was dogged by Russia collusion stories. But the passage of the tax cut package this month was a crucial victory for Republicans. I think the impact of these tax cuts is going to be a big story over the next few years. A lot of people are really optimistic about this tax plan stimulating growth. I'm not so much. In the absence of spending cuts, the plan will add another $1.5 trillion to the ballooning national debt. Debt puts a drag on growth, so these promises of economic expansion just don't ring true. Studies have shown GDP growth decreases by an average of about 30% when the government debt exceeds 90% of an economy. And like I said, we're at 105% right now. The dollar index has dropped more than 9% this year, putting it on track for the biggest annual slide since 2003. 
the ballooning U.S. debt will almost certainly impact the dollar. With tax cuts squeezing revenue, where does the government get the money? It will have to borrow more from the Fed. That will likely cause the dollar to fall through the floor. There are other pressures on the dollar as well. In fact, some analysts say the world is creeping toward de-dollarization. Earlier this year, the Chinese announced the launch of a gold-backed, yuan-denominated oil futures contract. The move potentially creates a way for oil exporters to circumvent the U.S. dollar-denominated benchmark by trading in yuan. The contracts will be priced in yuan, but convertible to gold. More broadly speaking, Russia and China seem to be setting the stage to set up an alternative to the U.S. international dollar system. Many analysts believe the two countries are buying gold specifically to minimize their dependence on the U.S. dollar. Russia and China are also reportedly moving closer to developing a broader gold-based trading system. All of this could mean a prolonged bear market for the dollar and possibly even a complete collapse. Peter Schiff has said repeatedly the next crisis will be a currency crisis. It does seem like the stage is being set. The stock market is a great, big, fat, ugly bubble. Everybody knows it. The only question is, when will it burst? The latest fund manager survey by Bank of America Merrill Lynch found that a record 48% of investors say the U.S. stock market is overvalued. Meanwhile, 16% of investors say they are taking on above normal risk. BOA chief investment strategist Michael Harnett called this a, quote, indicator of irrational exuberance, end quote. Even the government has taken notice, acknowledging asset prices are floating in dangerous bubble territory. The Office of Financial Research recently released its 2017 annual report. According to its analysis, market risk is flashing red. But people continue to buy stocks. The raging bull market has undoubtedly put a drag on gold. In fact, it has arguably put gold in an anti-bubble. Peter Schiff talked about this during an interview earlier this year. He said, quote, you have the opposite of a bubble in gold. Certainly, if you look at the United States, Americans are buying less gold now than they've done since the bull market began in 1999-2000. At Shift Gold, we had our weakest quarter since the company has been in existence. And it's not just my firm. It's industry-wide. Americans are not buying gold, even though gold prices year-to-date are up more than the S&P 500. But the people who typically buy gold in America voted for Trump, and they're no longer worried about the economy. So they're not buying gold. They're buying stocks instead. And I think they're making a big mistake. They should be selling their stocks and buying even more gold." End quote. You can't talk about gold without talking about the Federal Reserve. The central bank pushed forward with interest rate normalization this year, nudging interest rates up three times. More significantly, it launched quantitative tightening in October. By next April, the Fed will be shrinking its balance sheet at an annual rate of $360 billion, and by $600 billion per year as of next October. By the end of 2020, the Fed will have dumped $2 trillion of bonds from its books onto the open market. David Stockman put this into perspective. The Fed will sell more bonds in the next three to four years than has been accumulated by all of the central banks of the world in all of recorded history as of 1995. This very well could be the pin that pricks the above-mentioned bubble. Conventional wisdom says that rising interest rates are bad news for gold, but as I've talked about, this simply isn't the case. Consider this. The Fed started raising interest rates two years ago, with the rate a full 100 basis points higher than it was in December 2015. Gold is trading at nearly $200 per ounce higher than it was then. That's more than a 15% increase. 
rising interest rates are not negative for gold. The main reason that interest rates are rising around the world is because inflation is picking up. Higher inflation is positive for gold. It's the most bullish thing for gold. And in fact, when inflation rates are rising, that means money is buying less. The purchasing power of money is going down, and that's when you want to own gold. Finally, cryptocurrency. We can't avoid talking about Bitcoin. Cryptocurrency mania is in full force. When I get to my desk in the morning, the first thing I do is check the latest gold news. But lately, when I Google gold, I mostly get Bitcoin news. A lot of people see Bitcoin as a replacement for gold. I think that's a mistake. Gold and crypto are two different things. They share similarities, of course, but there are some fundamental differences. Those differences make gold a less risky, more stable asset. In a world of expanding wealth, there is certainly room for more than one kind of asset. You can have both Bitcoin and gold. In fact, it might be a good idea to have both. So that's a quick overview of the major themes I've seen in 2017. Looking ahead, I see continued upside for gold. In fact, I think this is the time to buy. It's like the after Christmas sales. That's the best time to get your wrapping paper and your cards for next year. You don't want to be buying that stuff in early December when demand is highest. Gold's the same. A lot of people aren't paying much attention to the yellow metal right now. It's the off-season. Now is the time to take advantage of this bargain price. For more information, call 1-888-GOLD-160 and talk to a Shift Gold Precious Metal Specialist today. Well, that's a gold wrap for this week and for this year. You can get more details on all of these stories and more and keep up with the latest precious metal news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgold.com news. If you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap podcast at iTunes for free. There's a link on our show notes page. I hope you have a great new year. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.